everybody, welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. One of the last practice reports brought to you by Byers Auto before Ohio State plays at Minnesota. Next Thursday night, eight days to go. The wide receivers, Brian Hartline and that Zone 6 crew, uh, the last ones to go. Maybe maybe save the best for last. This position group, Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, uh, they're pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, I got the sense from talking to Brian Hartline that he was trying to come up with ways to say that you know that, that we're not there yet. We we still have a lot of work to do. Um, there's a lot to be done. They're they're all tacticians, but they have things they can improve on. I think there's a, an element of looking for things to critique with this unit because there really isn't much to critique there. They're just really talented. They're pretty. They're pretty damn fast. They're pretty <laughs> damn quick. They run pretty damn good routes. Uh, yeah, I mean this is. Like I say, man, pitch yourself, you know, if you're Ohio State fans, because this kind of group doesn't come around very often. Look around the country right now, you know, who's got a group like this? Uh, nobody. Yeah, this will be the pretty damn good practice report brought to you by Fires <laughs> Auto. Um, and Brian Hartline did bring a dose of reality to that because yeah. you know, what you're talking about, Spencer, was, okay, well, if Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, you know that they're the two best receivers in the country, but they're not done. They're not NFL wide receivers today. So, but he says, oh, all right, well, if they're 90%, well, then it gets really hard to find 1% more for them to get better. If, like for Chris Olave, you know, he put on four or five pounds. He said, <laughs> yeah, five. no, wouldn't like, it amazing? Because, and that's what he said in the spring. I'm going to get better. I want to be a day one first round NFL draft pick, and I think I need to get bigger and stronger. I'm like, well, you're already, you're already fast. You're already strong. You're already big. You're already the most productive receiver in the country. How did you find that out? Just say, like, ah, we just figured we'd. We put on five pounds that I wouldn't get of muscle. We wouldn't give up any of that speed. So but, yeah, there's I guess more to, good yeah. luck. There's more to it than that, though. He's already extremely cagey. You know, he he plays this position about as you know basically as well as anybody in the country. I mean, I'm talking about the art of getting open. I mean, he could write a book on that. He doesn't give us very many secrets about it. But to, just his ability to create space on his own, uh, you don't see that a lot. You know, uh, a lot of these guys coming out of these seven on seven. Uh, situations and stuff and uh, that's what the great receivers have always had that ability slow fast or indifferent to, to do that and I'm really looking forward to his last year at Ohio State well and you know we talk about Chris Olave we talk about Garrett Wilson Jackson Smith and Jigba's there and yeah. I think a lot of people made the good point in this media session that Garrett Wilson was forced to go outside they needed to get Jackson Smith and Jigba on the field Ohio State found a spot for him in the slot. Garrett Wilson can play anywhere. Chris Olave can play anywhere. Jackson Smith and Jigba is everything you could possibly dream of as a slot receiver. And he's going to play there. And I think it's going to be really tough to defend that guy. I've called him my dark horse pick to lead the team in receptions, lead the team in receiving. Because when you try to put so much attention on Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, there's Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was also a five-star. There's Julian Fleming, who was also a five-star. Whoever lines up in the slot is going to have a real advantage over anybody. I think you're really right about that Spencer I think you make a great point and I agree wholeheartedly because teams are going to have to scheme to stop Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson I don't know how you're going to do that but it's probably going to involve multiple guys and if you want to play one-on-one against Jackson Smith and Jigba that person is going to lose repeatedly he is just as talented as those other two uh, showed that right away in his first game oh yeah uh, and working in the slot against guys who maybe are not a first or second cornerback or even a true defensive back. You put a linebacker in him, well, that's a touchdown. That, that plays over. I don't know how you're going to defend this passing attack. Well, here's here's the thing about it, too, is that uh, as, as Brian Hartline alluded, 
all three of these guys can play probably, if you want to say three positions, they can put them anywhere they want to. That gives you so many options. When you go into a game and you throw, let's say those three guys out there, you're starting three wides, and you see how teams are playing, what have they schemed to take Chris Olave away? And then they wake up uh, the next series, and Chris Olave's in the slot, and Jackson Smith and Jigba <laughs> is out wide, or right. vice versa with Garrett Wilson. They can, they can play games with people now uh, just from a scheme standpoint, and that's what sets them apart. Because uh, as I like to say a million times, some teams have a really great corner. Some teams have two really good corners, but hardly anybody has three really good corners to take away receivers of this caliber. So it's going to be interesting to watch how the, the Brian Day and his group go about things. And the play that I always keep coming back to is that play last year, the first drive of the game against Indiana, when yeah. Indiana thought they had the two outside wide receivers covered really well. And there they had Garrett Wilson on either a, a safety deep or a tight or a, a linebacker, whoever it was, got absolutely torched. And it wasn't even fair for two plays, and Garrett yeah. Wilson had a touchdown. It was 7 nothing. Yeah. And so when you look at those kind of things, and then you see that guy, Garrett Wilson, go back outside, and you bring another guy in that's just as talented, I, I think, in Jackson Smith and Jigba, it is not fair what this wide receiving group could do to the Big Ten because nobody recruits <laughs> like Ohio State does, and the guys at Ohio State struggle to cover these guys. Yeah, unless um, the wind's blowing real hard, it's really cold. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go past. Yeah these three really good guys and you have five star number one wide receiver in the country Julian Fleming who has a healthy shoulder talked about wearing that brace last year couldn't bring that left arm higher than this that's kind of hard to play receiver he's been dealing with that since he was in the eighth grade yeah. and was still basically unanimously considered the best wide receiver in the country then you have five star wide receiver Emeka Guga then you have I guess he was only a four star is that right Spencer uh, yes Marvin yes. Harrison Jr. How, how could that be he's Bloodlines weren't good enough. He's got uh, some Hall of Fame genetics and had one of the best springs of anybody. Uh, on, I'm talking. You just watched him play once. How could that be? I guess they only want to give out a certain number of them. They can't just say that Ohio State's entire position room is five stars, but it's getting pretty damn close to that. This is the pretty damn practice board, by the way. So I'm going to throw yeah. it in there again. Yeah. That's it's it's and obscene. then the double E. You got the double E. Yeah, Amika I mean, Ibuka. Throw him in there. Another number one wide receiver recruit in the country, back to back years. Jaden Ballard. It's an, yeah, and oh, by the way, another four-star with Jaden Ballard. Yeah. So it's it's crazy what Ohio State can do with that. Now it's all reliant on C.J. Stroud continuing to you know, maximize his ability with those six or seven guys. But, man, you listen to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave talk about C.J. Stroud, effusive praise. But, you know, you know what stood out to me about Coach Brian Hartline was he didn't run away from the fact that, for example, when I asked him about uh, Igbuka, and especially Marvin Harrison Jr. He goes, yeah, you're not working. This isn't class, you know, 101 wide receiver. He's a. They're at a different level coming. Yep. They were at a different level coming in, which means you can do okay. You take you can take those guys even to a different level as the season goes. And and he knows what he's got. He knows he's blessed. You know, now he's worked really hard yeah. to make himself blessed. But he he definitely understands that. And they have to take they have to take advantage of this. But, but the other side of that same quarter, right there, Tim. Is, is the fact that when I asked him if Marvin Harrison was ready to go when he got here as a freshman, he said, oh, no, yeah. nobody's ready to go when they get here. And then later he followed it up with – plays, man. Other than that, I mean, he follows it up later with these guys are ahead of the curve when it comes to freshman class. And so, like I said at the beginning of this, it's that balance that you have to find between these guys are all so yeah. good yeah. They, because they are. And they have so much potential to get that much better. And I think that – all relies on C.J. Stroud, like you said. The thing that, that really caught my ear 
was when Julian Fleming was asked about C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And he said he, he puts the ball wherever you want it yeah. in, in layman's terms. Yeah. Basically said, wherever you want the ball, it's going to be there. Yeah. And I think that's what – He'll throw you open. He'll throw it to you know the opposite side of the defender. That's blah, what blah, impresses blah. me the most about these He's receivers accurate. is their, their ability to see what C.J. Stroud's on on the practice field and trust him going yeah. into a game like this when he's never thrown a pass before. This is what stood out to me about Marvin Harrison Jr. We actually got to see him play in the spring game, though, was, was the crispness of his routes and the fact that he he and Ibuka both catch the ball out here. You know, they're you, – you, you almost can't teach – you have to work hard to teach somebody to catch the ball out here if they don't do it. I want to call it naturally or having grown up like Chris Carter was a great uh, – you know, that's what we're talking about, them being a little cut above. That, those are some of the things that just stand out to me. And I still don't understand how Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't a five-star uh, receiving uh, prospect. That's, you know, stunning. Don't you agree? You know, I mean, when you've watched him practice. He, he in the spring – as I said earlier, he looked more advanced than a Mecca who, as, as Spencer has brought up throughout camp and been paying close attention, yeah. closed that gap if there was one. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it wasn't just our mind playing tricks on us. Marvin Harrison vastly exceeded what I expected to see in that spring. And then Mecca I think, got a summer with Mickey Marotti and the rest of this filled out. And then you saw that all that gaining steam. You'll see, yeah. you know, I think if you put him maybe more behind Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. That's going to be scary for whenever teams get tired to try and slow that down. Uh, you know, The only one who, to me, doesn't fit into what Brian Hartwell talked about to play anywhere is Julian Fleming. He's, he's your outside yeah. receiver. He's going to make plays happen out there and stretch the field. And, and he, more than anybody, needed to get healthy, as we alluded to earlier. Yeah, I'm going to pay you a compliment. You've covered a lot of football, and you've covered – you're still only halfway to what I've done. I'm talking about, but my, my yeah. point is, you've seen a lot of teams, you've seen a lot of players, just like I have, just like my man over here has. Uh, are we? Do you think? Do you feel like we're gushing too much just about the offense in particular? I, I'm telling you, I've been around this, covering this team since 1984 on a full-time basis, and I do not recall. I recall really great offensive teams, but not to the depth that this team has. I mean, the, the mid-90s teams had some great players on them, but not to the depth of this. Do you think we're do you think we're selling people a little too much on what what's I don't believe we are. I don't think I think, I think if people catch passes and blockers block the way they're capable, this this offense can take it off the charts. Well I think all you have to do from my perspective to, to say that we're not overselling it, I don't believe we are is look at what we've said about some of the other positions. Like, linebacker yeah. has a bunch of four stars. But that's well, defense. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. No, but I'm just putting it in perspective. Like, if they're unproven and they're and it's talking about potential, we call it an uncertainty. Yeah. We've done that on all of these practice reports. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are already the two best wide receivers in the country, and they've already proven that. So do we know for sure what Marvin Harrison's going to do? No. Yeah. He's going to play next Thursday night. Ameke Buka, we'll see. Uh, but we – we saw in the first half of the Big Ten Championship game what Julian Fleming could do while he was hurt. We saw in his very first game what Jackson Smith and Jigba could do with his body control and his hands. And we know 100% what those top two guys can do. Yeah. Nobody has ever had, in my, as far as I can tell, on paper and in terms of returning production, what Ohio State has received. So now that it all does go back to C.J. Stroud, but this position, I don't think it's possible to oversell. Anecdote, I'm driving down to Texas way back uh, last year to see my mom who was dying, uh, bless her heart. But the bottom line is I stopped for gas at a Love's truck stop. 
north of Lufkin. I was getting gas and there was a guy next to me getting gas and had Rockwall, Texas on the side of his car. And all I said was, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And this guy, without even looking up, says, great, great player and kept pumping his gas. I mean, you know, these guys have come in with repertoires and have, have added to them from a, uh, I don't know, I, I just think this is gonna be a special year if C.J. Stroud stays upright. And the thing about it is, you know, these receivers, we can talk about them until we're blue in the face, but they're, they can talk for themselves. Like, see, Chris Olave doesn't need anybody to, to talk about his accomplishments. He's right. accomplished just about everything you can short of a national championship. Garrett Wilson's the exact same way. Jackson Smith and Jigba has one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my life in person. With the way he was acrobatic yeah. and catching a pass in, in the horseshoe last October, like, and, the, and there are two guys I didn't even mention two of the guys who were the number one receivers in the country, in the, for their class. Yeah, and I didn't mention the Hall of Famer's son or the Ohio kid that gets overlooked every time we talk about these guys. And so, you, you don't want to be hyperbolic because it puts a lot of of outside pressure, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, you can't just if a spade if it, if it barks like a dog and it wags a tail like a dog, you got to call it a dog. This team is damn good at wide receiver. And we're pretty damn excited for this season to actually start. And all these practice reports, uh, once they start up again after next Thursday night, will be about games and getting ready for the next one. Minnesota prep will begin uh, in earnest for us at Letterman Row. Uh, we've got weekend kickoff starting next week. Letterman Live, of course, will be rolling every week on Monday. A lot of surprises uh, in store for that as the season goes on. Of course, we'll be in here every chance we get for all the press conferences and all the practice glimpses or walking off the field that we can handle. That's Tim May, Spencer Holbrook. I am Austin Ward. Stay tuned for full coverage at Letterman Row of the Ohio State Buckeyes all year.